Alrighty, hello again everyone and welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the first day of June. Happy June. We're on the way to summer 2023. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, all that good stuff. And happy debt ceiling lifting day or whatever the hell it is. Yes, the house passed the debt ceiling lift bill. It was a majority of Republicans and looks like a majority of the Democrats are still voting on it now. I'm not completely surprised, shocked, or really all that interested in it. It's like getting pissed off at somebody who broke some of the fine china on the Titanic after it was already sinking. You know, let's go out in a blaze of glory. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. Balls to the wall, go full bore, Everything we got, let's at least go out drunk with, uh, you know, the biggest rager the world has ever seen. Now, I'm I'm partially joking, but only partially. I really am sick of this stuff because it's kabuki theater. You've got my town hall column today touches is about this, but it'd have to be a freaking book to talk about how ridiculous these Republicans are. So I'm going to go off on a little bit of a rant here because you're going to see a whole lot of posturing. There's going to be a whole, and there probably is right now, a whole line of people dancing a little conga line over to Fox News. They'll be talking to whoever is on, Hannity, Ingram, whatever. Not Gutfeld because he recorded earlier today. He can't be bothered to stay up late. But they will all be out there going, this is a horrible bill. Speaker McCarthy is a disgrace. Blah, 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 blah. Where was your deal? Did you know that the House Freedom Caucus, which loves to go on television and tell conservatives how horrible things are, offered no piece of legislation to deal with this issue? None? They issued a list of demands. They put out a list of this is what we want and then did absolutely nothing to secure it. Oh, they sure as hell made sure there was a uh, press release out there and that stories were written about what the House Freedom Caucus really wants and what is only going to, it's just, this is all that is acceptable to them. Then they took their ball and went home. Now, I say this as somebody who supports the House Freedom Caucus in concept, but in execution, it's worthless. It's absolutely worthless. They need to spend their time putting their money where their mouth is and making a case and trying to argue and convince Republicans and maybe even some Democrats to their way of thinking or shut the hell up. Work in the primaries against the Republicans that they don't like bust their ass and make a difference to the point that they get to have their say. But it starts with writing pieces of legislation, not lists of demands. Roll Call wrote on um, March 10th, 2023. The headline is Freedom Caucus Lays Out Debt Limit Spending Demands. Oh, their demands, huh? 
House Freedom Caucus members want to cap non-defense discretionary spending at fiscal 2022 levels uh, for the next decade, arguing Republicans should use the upcoming debt limit fight to force Democrats to agree to steep spending cuts that they say would save $3 trillion. The group of roughly three dozen ultra-conservatives held a news conference Friday, a news conference, to announce their spending demands, which also includes rescinding unspent pandemic funds, repealing mandatory spending in Democrats' climate uh, tax and health laws, and blocking President Joe Biden's student debt relief executive action that the Supreme Court is reviewing. Okay. The Freedom Caucus also wants to impose work requirements on various federal benefits programs like Medicaid, which they estimate would produce $30 billion in savings a year, and enact legislation to curb government regulations and spur domestic energy production. Now, it sounds an awful lot like what McCarthy is running around telling everybody that they got in this deal. I don't believe anybody when they talk about what they got in this deal or what isn't in this deal or how they love this deal or they hate this deal. I know they're all posturing for the cameras, and that's what pisses me off. You issued a list of demands, House Freedom Caucus. Why didn't you write a piece of legislation? Why didn't you write the bill? Why didn't you submit the bill through regular order through a committee? This is back at, at March 10th, March, April, May. We're entering June. Three months, give or take. You had to do that. See, if you submit a piece of legislation, the Congressional Budget Office can score it, can lay out what they predict. They're horrible at this, just like all economists are, but what they predict this piece of legislation to cost or save. If that's that sometimes that score doesn't give you what you want. Sometimes all your posturing and peacocking and figuring doesn't work out the way you want it to, the way you're selling it as. So if you just issue a list of demands without a piece of legislation, you get to go hee 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 and run all the way home like the last little piggy, thinking you somehow got away with something. Well, no more. I'm sick of it. It is ridiculous. Get in the game. None of us are in leadership. You know why you're not in leadership? Because you don't lead. You lead a pathway to a bank of cameras to do cable news hits on Fox and Newsmax. That's it. And you go out there and you tell the audience exactly what they want to hear, whether it's true or not. You give them half a truth, a whole truth, or no truth whatsoever, whatever's convenient, and then you go back and you sit in your office and you go, oh, well, let's see what those people who are actually doing stuff come up with and be ready to bitch about that. How about you put your money where your mouth is just once? Wouldn't that be nice? But you don't. None of these people do. I'm picking on the House Freedom Caucus right now because they're the squeaky wheel right now that's getting all the ink. But it is not just them. It is ridiculous up there. We try, I get it. You control one half of one third of government. Right. Great. Okay. Well, maybe try to work to get more Republicans elected. You ever think about that? Work to try to get more Republicans elected. That way... When it comes time to pick leaders, you could get somebody in leadership. You get somebody in leadership, you have a seat at the table. You held out and you have caused 15 different votes to get 
a bunch of your demands to elect McCarthy Speaker. I pointed it out at the time. Not a big Kevin McCarthy fan, but I also recognize that the job, and not a big Kevin McCarthy hater either, the job is a thankless one. You've got a herd, 220 or whatever, Republicans running around going, I want this, I want that, I want the other thing. Well, what are you bringing to the table? I'm bringing nothing to the table. All right, well, I demand this, I demand that. I, they're like a bunch of damn children. I appreciate the individuality, but if you look over at the left, they don't they have their childish members, but it is far fewer. Far fewer. And they actually do compromise to get things done. You think AOC is happy with that green crap that they shoved into Biden's uh, Inflation Reduction Act? Yeah, she is. It's some of what she wanted, but it's not all of what she wanted. But she said, well, I guess I'll take some of what I wanted and fight for the rest of it afterwards. Whereas Republicans go, this isn't exactly 100% of what I want. Therefore, I am taking my ball and going home. Actually, I'm taking my ball and going and doing hours and hours of cable news and talk radio hits, talking about how everybody is impure but me. Nobody is good enough but me. I'll throw in some Reagans. I'll get an amen every once in a while. And then I will lose. But boy, howdy, will I lose spectacularly. Will I lose with, because I won't lose in the way that it matters most to me. I will raise a ton of money. I will send out email after email after email about how Democrats are selling out the country, how Republicans are selling out the country, how Kevin McCarthy is selling out the country, how your dog is selling out the country. And the only way for me to continue to save the country is for you to give me $5. Now, a rational person would go, what do you mean you need my help? You need my five, but you just lost. You're not saving it. You're losing. Why would I throw good money after bad on losers because these people only go out there seemingly or at least make this big of a stink on the big issues well how about you rack up some small victories start repealing and rolling back some of the things that don't maybe make the headlines rack up a series of small victories and guess what happens you end up putting them all together into a big victory a whole bunch of one run wins all count as wins and they go in the win column and if you have more wins than losses you might stand a chance of making the playoffs but that's not how these people work it is I wash my hands of it. I tried. We tried. I will repeal and replace Obamacare. I will not rest. How many people up there? I will not stop until Obamacare is repealed on there. They think they're William Wallace. They're just this side of bareback riding a horse in front of the troops with their face painted blue going, I will not stop until we repeal and replace Obamacare. We will get rid of this monstrosity. Oh, wait, we tried and it didn't. We lost by one vote in the Senate. What was that? That was like 10 years ago or whatever? Yeah, ah, well, we, what are you going to do? We tried. Gave it a shot. And then they move on. Do Democrats do that? Is AOC sitting there going, I can't believe I didn't get my Green New Deal passed in the, the first two years I was in Congress. I might as well just quit. I might as well just go home. It doesn't matter. I'm never going to get... No, 
No, she didn't. They don't. They never do. Republicans have moved on. Who was the last Republican you heard talk about repeal and replace Obamacare? Who was it? The concept was the problem, or it wasn't the problem. They all swore up and down that the concept was a problem. It's the same with Roe v. Wade. Democrats could have codified that in Roe multiple into law multiple times throughout the fifty years of Roe, but they didn't. Why? Because they didn't really want to. They wanted to talk about it. They wanted to be ready. Oh, we'll do it if necessary. We'll leave it. Those evil Republicans are doing And then they just did nothing. Republicans could have repealed it. Could have come pretty close. There were some, there was a time when there were Democrats who were pro-life. They could have at least tried. They didn't bother. Why didn't they bother? Because what, what good is it? They could still, if they tried and failed, then they'd have to try and explain to the pro-life people out there what the hell happened to that. And if they did actually try to legislatively repeal it uh, and overturn it, then they'd have to keep doing it. Ugh, they didn't want to do it once, but if you do it once, you've got to do it a whole bunch of times after that. You really got to fight for it. So they said, "All oh, those Democrats, are, they love abortion. They're stopping us from uh, they're 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 uh, stopping us from overturning Roe." Well, you're not trying to overturn Roe, yeah, because Democrats will stop us. It's like when Hakeem Jeffries, the audio I played for the the other day, the hilarious audio I played for you the other day of Democrat leader in the House Hakeem Jeffries being asked, "Hey." You you guys could have raised the debt ceiling when Democrats controlled everything just, you know, back in December. You could have. You easily could. And you didn't. You didn't even try. Why didn't you try? And I'm like, huh? What? No, we, uh, look, Republicans probably wouldn't have done anything in the, uh, in the Senate anyway. You're like, huh? How do you figure that? Just as a refresher, listen to it. Do you have regrets? Do you have regrets that your party did not raise the debt ceiling when it was in the majority? Um, it's not um, my understanding that the challenge was not addressing the debt ceiling because Democrats refused to do it. Uh, but it's my understanding that Republicans in the Senate were unwilling to discuss this issue last December perhaps because they wanted to set up a hostage-taking situation. Yeah, uh, Republican. Oh, well, yeah, really? The Republicans were willing to, unwilling to do Because the Democrats controlled the Senate last December, just like Democrats controlled the House last December. And if you really cared so desperately about this and were worried about hostage-taking, you could have passed something in the House and then you know, I don't know, tried to draw attention and put some pressure on Republicans to get on board, to get this thing over with, to do it. But no, you didn't even try because you didn't care. It's not important to these people. They're all up there. They're all lying. They're all lying. We're going to default sooner rather than later, not, you know, in the next couple of years, but we're simply going to go broke. We're going to run out of people willing to loan us money. And we're just going to print it. And then it's just going to be problematic and things are going to go to hell. And sooner or later, we're going to not have enough money. And we're either going to ruin ourselves with inflation or we're not going to have enough money. Remember, Zimbabwe printed up the $100 trillion bill. I swear to God, it's real. Look for it. Somewhere I had some uh, one of those. I bought them on eBay. They're on, on sale on eBay. They're worthless. They're, they're actually, they're more valuable 
as a novelty than they ever were as currency. That's just how sad it is. They're more valuable. They'll cost you, I don't know, 10 bucks or something. But they're more valuable as, you know, hanging it on the wall or putting it in a little case and showing it off to people. Really? Is this $100 trillion? Yeah. That's what it is. Rather than you could ever spend that back in the day in Zimbabwe. They've since gotten some control on their financial issues. We haven't. We won't. We don't need to. Everybody up there, most of the people up there now will be dead by the time the piper needs to get paid before the collection agency shows up. So what did they care? They don't care. It's not about any of this. It's about the election. That's what makes it so frustrating about these House Freedom Caucus guys, because I believe that some of them believe this stuff. But I also recognize that they don't do anything to win. Ah, we got the moral high ground. Okay, the moral high ground, said it before, I'll say it again, should probably be in a t-shirt. All the moral high ground in politics gives you is a really clean view of your loss, of your defeat. There it is. Hey, look, we're over higher than the trees. There we are. There's our loss right over there. Boy, though, don't we have the moral high ground. Hey, I've got to go. I got a, a, a TV hit in about 10 minutes, and then I'm doing a, a whole segment on radio about how Republicans sold out again, Republican leadership sold out again. So get ready, staffers, to blast out that fundraising email to the entire list about how I, I stood up to all of the establishment Republicans and I stood up to all the Democrats. I am the true hero. I am the tank man in Tiananmen Square back in 1989. I did that. And uh, yeah, I mean, we lost, but still, you know, there's no reason I can't get some money out of it, right? God, it's so annoying. We put out a list of demands. All right, and where's the legislation? Where's the score on that? Well, you know, we say it will uh, save three trillion. Okay, great. Then submit it to the Congressional Budget Office in legislative form. Put some teeth on this. No, we don't want to do that. Uh, we box ourselves and we don't really all agree on all this stuff. We don't really actually know about this. <laughs> we just don't care. And we're not about to get boxed in. It's all a show. Until these people shut up, and not all of them, not all of them, but you, Mike Lee is the most sincere of all of them. Mike Lee, senator from Utah, is a brilliant man and a principled conservative and Listening to him talk is like listening to an insurance seminar on the podcast app on half speed. It's just boring. It's boring. It doesn't need to be boring. It can be exciting. But Mike Lee, for all his wonderful things and his uh, wonderful attributes, and he has a lot of wonderful attributes, he is not an inspired leader. He is not an inspired, I mean, I should say an inspired speaker. I don't know. I think he would be a great leader, but I'm not sure about the leader. Look, Mitch McConnell is boring as all get out, but he somehow manages to get the votes. I don't understand why none of these people can get the votes to beat him, to take him on or whatever. But I'm sick of losing, and I'm sick of losers lecturing me about how hard they fought in their loss. Hey, man. 
We put 18 runs on the board. You gave up 22, okay? It doesn't matter about the score at halftime. It doesn't matter about all the media hits you got. It doesn't matter the margin of defeat. All that matters is you racked up an L. All right. How about you stop racking up L's? How about you bust a ass to stop racking up L's? Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? I don't know. It doesn't seem like that much to ask, but it just it it apparently is. It apparently is. All right. Now we've got um, a couple of other things I want to get to quickly because we've got two more people who are preparing to enter the presidential race. Talked about them yesterday with Brian Darling. I got a, your emails about it, and my friend Dean texting me. We were trying to figure out what the uh, microphone issue. I have a new microphone. It's not the most expensive microphone, but it's a new microphone. It shouldn't sound like a transistor radio when I record Skype, because this is a different microphone. This is a microphone that I could conduct an interview with somebody if we were in person. And it would work fine, but it's not great. It, it, I can't. I could have used this microphone for me, and then tried to sync up the thing. But that I've tried that for, and it gets weird. So I had to use the other microphone that plugs into the actual computer. This one plugs into an iPad, and whatever, uh, and an iPhone. But and it doesn't work. It only works with one particular app, one program. That's why this sounds good. But the other thing, it just, I, I don't know. There's a million settings on these things, and you can't tell until you're done how it is. I've done some tests, and I don't, I don't know. Anyway, you don't need to be bored with that. But we talked about it, and now apparently it's coming true. Mike Pence is going to get in. I don't know what Mike Pence's lane is, to be honest with you. Is there anybody out there who's like, look, I, there are millions of people out there who Mike Pence, he's a good man. I like Mike Pence. Solid. Okay. You're going to vote for Mike Pence? No. Are you inspired by Mike Pence? Not at all. all right. Anything about Mike? No, not even a little bit. Like, okay. Mike Pence can't win. He is boring and it matters. It matters. Mike Pence doesn't stand. I feel bad saying it. Mike Pence doesn't stand for anything that other candidates who are more inspired candidates don't stand for, right? So he is not bringing anything to the table that isn't already on the table. And it's like somebody who shows up to the potluck with a bag of potato chips and a thing of baked beans. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a cookout. There are like 800 people brought, break, brought baked beans. That's why I mentioned in the email invite, don't bring baked beans. And yeah, I know here's baked beans. There you go. And a bag of potato chips. And they're plain potato chips, okay? No, sour cream and onion is a little bit too risque for me. It's no, no. And no, I didn't bring a dip. Because why would I bring evil, corrupt flavor in its own container? Or even on a potato chip. Like, oh my God. Help us all. And then... We've got Chris Christie allegedly getting in next week as well. And I honestly have to ask you, who in the hell wants Chris Christie to run? Chris Christie, the only thing that amazes me about Chris Christie, first of all, his, his year was 2012. He decided not to run in 2012 for whatever reason, and it screwed him. 
You miss your train. That's why DeSantis is probably sitting there going, well, maybe not my year, but I've got to get in. I've got to get in. Because if I lose this time, then I'll be better positioned for next time. Because Chris Christie sat out 2012, and he was a disaster in 2016. But Chris Christie is otherwise known for the only human being the only human being who ever had a gastric bypass or stomach stapled and gained weight. I don't even know how he could do that. I didn't know that was possible. But somehow he managed to have his stomach reduced to the size of a thumb and pack on the pounds. You know, that's not nothing. I guess Oprah might have done it too. But whatever, it's an amazing feat in and of itself. It's something that should be studied. Because at least some people, they get the gastric bypass and they they shed the pounds. It just falls right off. You're like, oh, wow, look at them. Looking good. Looking good. And then you see them later on and they put the weight back on. Or at least some of the weight. And you go, oh, well, you know, I guess that'll happen. But the, Chris Christie didn't have the weight loss. He just had the, pass me the Crisco. So nobody needs these people. They are both ostensibly interested in stopping Donald Trump. Wherever you fall in the Trump issue, they are seemingly out there saying they're not a big fan of the former president and they've got their issues with it. You know, Chris Christie was called fat by him. That probably didn't go over too well. And Mike Pence, they tried to kill him. (laughs) Not exactly, but you get the idea. They're not exactly friends, certainly wildly different people. I can't imagine Mike Pence even kissing his wife, let alone cheating on her. But um, it they the if their goal is to defeat Donald Trump, it takes a special kind of arrogance for either of them to honestly. And I don't think Chris Christie does. I think he's trying to raise his name recognition a little bit. But uh, I think that Mike Pence might honestly believe that he is the one who can beat Donald Trump. He can't. He's not the guy. Trump would eat him alive. But it is uh, helping Donald Trump. The more people who get into this race, the more it helps Donald Trump. Plain and simple. Donald Trump is polling well in this poll and polling well in the other. All right. Donald Trump has a base of support that ain't going anywhere. A base of support of, I don't know, 30, 35%, depending on the state, 40, 45%. They're not going anywhere, okay? You can't really win with 35% of the vote in a field of two or even really three people. You might be able to pull it off with three, but one of them would probably get a lot lower than that and you'd probably lose. But in a field of 10 people, 15 people, you could easily walk in there with 25% of the vote. And it's winner take all. It doesn't matter if you win by one or one million. It is winner take all. So if these guys are genuinely telling the truth, and I believe Mike Pence is, I like Chris Christie as a concept, but if he's telling the truth, he's way dumber than I thought he was. (laughs) And he is just going to end up causing what he claims to want to stop to happen. Maybe that's fine. Look, I don't care. It's politics. Everybody in politics lies. Every single person in politics lies.
Doesn't matter if you love, love, love that politician. They don't love you. They don't care. <laughs> they really don't care. They want your your vote, and that's enough. That's it. So I'm not really sure what uh, these guys are thinking, except Chris Christie wants to kind of raise his profile. He wants to raise his profile. He's got, what is he doing? He's doing one hit every couple of weeks on uh, this week. And that's it. Nobody else wants Hell, he'd take a, an MSNBC contributorship at this point, wouldn't he? Got to pay the bills. Got to pay the restaurant tab. Buffets ain't cheap. Fogo is... Exp- I'm, I'm a horrible person. I haven't got much room to talk, but at least I'm heading in the right direction and I didn't get my stomach stapled. Anyway, I, that's my two cents. Lastly, I just want to point out this. and These are going to be short shows this week because there's just not a lot going on. Um, this situation with the Dodgers and the Sisters of Perpetual uh, Indulgence or whatever, this gay group are just kind of D-bags, what have you. Um, they're coming after anybody who goes after it. It's the framing of it. The Drudge had, and Drudge is gay and he's leftist now. And so he's, he go, I don't think Drudge actually believes in anything except for money and, and Drudge. But and his love of like Rex Reed and things like that. But uh, the headline on Dodger, Dodgers star opposes LGBT seeks Christian Day return. Doesn't oppose this. Clayton Kershaw is one of the best pitchers in baseball. He doesn't go, well, oh, those gays get him out of here. No, he says this group that openly that actually only exists to mock Catholics should not be honored as part of the Rainbow Brigade. They're bad people. They only exist to mock religion, mock particular religion, to mock his religion. But it's framed the way it's framed because the left hates all religion. The LA Times story, Clayton Kershaw disagrees with Sisters Award, sought return of Dodgers Christian Day. Oh no, horrible, what a monster. Clayton Kershaw said he disagreed with the Dodgers' decision to honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence during the team's upcoming Pride Night game, and he uh, and that he approached the organization about expediting his announcement of the club's relaunching of Christian Faith and Family Day as a response. It's not like he's hiding it. It's not like the, we, the Los Angeles Times, we uncovered this little nugget. No, he admitted it. In an interview with the Los Angeles Times at Dodger Stadium on Monday, Kershaw said while there were tentative plans for the club to bring the Christian event back this year, it was an annual staple of the Dodgers' promotional schedule prior to COVID-19. His announcement of its relaunch last Friday was prompted by the team's planned recognition of the Sisters Group. Now, the Sisters Group is a bunch of men. They aren't trans. They're just gay and they hate Catholics. Right? They're just gay and they hate Catholics. So to sit there and go, oh, they're the sisters of this, they're the sisters of that. If there were some conservative group that had a name that was mocking of something leftist, the, the, the chicks would pricks. They, do you think that the Los Angeles Times would print their name or refer to them as the, the chicks? Or, no, they wouldn't. And we hate group. Hate group is out there. They're out there and they're just hating. They're bringing about all the hate in the world and blah, blah, blah. This hate group, this right-wing extremist hate group, blah, 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 whatever. 
<sighs> the Dodgers' decision to honor the Los Angeles chapter of Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a charity, protest, and satirical performance organization that uses humor, drag, and religious imagery to call attention to sexual intolerance. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me for one second. If you are offended by coarse language, um, skip ahead about 30 seconds. These dudes fucking hate religion. That's it. And they hate anybody who are religious. And so they'll blow and grind and rub against and whatever and fake ejaculate and fake 69 somebody on a cross because they go, oh, we're really sticking to it's performance art. It's not performance art. It's not being a dick is not performance art. Otherwise, my entire high school, everybody I knew in high school would have an NEA grant and be living fucking high on the hog right now. Spare me with this shit. But this is how the media works. It's just a, a protest group. They're doing that. It's just what they're doing. No, no. Good on Clayton Kershaw for standing up for this. But I tell you, if it were anybody short of Clayton Kershaw's stature, and I got to assume Clayton Kershaw is the highest paid Dodger right now, by far. Uh, if it were anybody short of the stature of Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers would be sort of distancing themselves from him, going, oh, no, look, he, he has his views. They do not represent ours. He doesn't like these guys. It's, you know, it's unfortunate, but whatever. Or if he were not even a mid-level star, they'd be sending him down to the minors or an unconditional release. It would be done tastefully and quietly in a couple of weeks, as though it were unrelated to this, but it would be exclusively because of this. But Clayton Kershaw... Thank God somebody with this level of talent could stand up and go, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm not going to sit here quietly and do this. I'm freaking Clayton Kershaw. You want to release me? I'll sign a new... First of all, I'll take you to the cleaners because my millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars are guaranteed. But then I'll go to another team and then I'll come back. I'll get more money and I'll beat you. I'll beat you. So go ahead. Kick me out. It would be nice if other people around the league, other superstars stood up, even not on the Dodgers, looking across town there in Los Angeles to Mike Trout, right? Mike? I don't know. Maybe he said something. I don't know. Doesn't seem like it. But if one of the big... And Shohei Otani? You know, maybe isn't your fight. But right is right. You don't sit down and go, hey, you know what? I don't... I don't know that little kid getting the crap beat out of him, so I'm not going to say anything about it. Not if you're a person of principle. Anyway, that is enough for today. I appreciate you listening. Don't forget about the curse program. I imagine this will come up. I imagine this will come up because I feel like I got to rip one off right now. Right freaking now. I appreciate uh, that. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter dot locals dot com. Have an awesome day. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks. <laughs>